And Triple M's No Talk Day is back again early next week. No shows, no news, no ads for a whole day. We're just going to focus solely on men's mental health. We've teamed up with Beyond Blue, and we've got a stack of different uh, local leaders in our region to jump on board with Triple M's No Talk Day as well uh, to get you warmed up for that, which is happening next week. I've got Bruno Afadi from Tradies Inside here in studio right now, Bruno. Uh, last time we spoke, which was No Talk Day last year, Bruno, I believe you guys were getting your shed set up. Good news, your shed is all uh, up and running right now. Amazing to have the shed. Uh, not only have we seen a lot of um, young people yeah. Uh, in in um, tradies and and others non tradies as well, but uh, the the fact that we can um, uh, have a tangible outcome, you know, something that we can see in in terms of you know applying for funding, yeah. it's very very vital that we have those statistics. That's in Welshman Street, yeah, 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 number eleven Welshman Street. So can people just drop in? Absolutely, um, we're we're open at the moment every day. Yeah. So um, whenever people feel comfortable to, to turn up, they turn up. <laughs> kind of like a men's shed. Do you do like stuff like have you, have you got tools there and things happening as well? Or I, I'm building that. Nice. That's something that we're looking into the future to to yeah. be doing. And um, I, I feel like you know men. Some men love talking and doing at the same time. Yeah. So yes. we were looking to uh, restore cars. A lot of men, you know, who are into cars yeah, and yeah. things like that, would be something That's... that we would do in the future. Yeah, dude. I've got an old Datsun. Maybe I should bring it, bring it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just know that for me, I love you know doing something while Tinkering. I'm talking. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like that as well. Like if you try and talk to me uh, sitting in a which ironic because I work in radio, um, <laughs> I I struggle with it. But if I'm doing something, if mm. I'm working on the boat or if I'm mowing the lawn, even mm. I, I mean, mowing the lawn's a hard one. But if I'm just doing something, uh, it's always easy to have a conversation. And I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, especially with men's mental health. You, you you're meeting men where men can relate. And it's a they relate around something that's a, a shared interest. Yeah, 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 and and uh, it sort of breaks the ice a little bit. Yeah, you know, and uh, even food. You know, the reason why we serve food because if they turn up in the shed yeah. and they, they they're feeling a little bit uncomfortable having. Food on the table <laughs> yeah. does break the ice, and uh, then they sit around and have a have something to eat, and then the conversation starts to flow. You well, know. listeners of this show will know uh, when I've talked about Tradies Inside events, I say when Bruno Alfotti offers you a meal, you go, because the, the food is good. <laughs> we do like a actually, hungy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do oh, hungies. Oh, and, you so know, good. We cook every meat yeah. that you can think about. Oh, and, man. You know, it's, it's all there and then some yeah. veggies. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's a new way of cooking, mm. and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a better way of cooking for a lot of people too because yeah. you can feel a lot of food in there. And uh, last night, for example, um, that was a, a good event yeah. uh, in the shed there and uh, about 25 or 30 people Amazing. from Turnham. So, it, yeah, no, definitely food is, is such a, a good strategy to draw. Now, if, in. if any businesses want to get on board and help out you guys, maybe financially or maybe, maybe businesses even want to, like, uh, I guess, uh, get you to come in and, and, and share with their, mm. with their stuff, how can they jump on board with that? We, 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 we've had a lot of businesses already that are supporting us, which is really great. Yeah. And uh, we want to be able to give back to them, to those businesses and, uh, and support their staff. So we've developed um, these packages so that we can um, uh, take out to all the employers and all the businesses and they can see the tangible outcomes from it. So offering whatever um, uh, mentoring support, um, even counselling support. Yeah. We don't want businesses to just send people over to us when at, at breaking point. We want them to uh, recognise the signs, the warning signs, and say, okay, 
you, you, you probably need to go over there to the shed and have a, and have a chat. So, uh, preventatively. Yeah. yeah. Now you do come to people's workplaces as well. Like it's not just a tradey thing. You, you kind of open all people. I mean, you, you obviously visit TAFEs as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, the method that we use at TAFE, that can be applied at the workplaces as well. So we're, we're happy to come on to the work sites and, and run workshops. And I've seen support. the photos from the, from visiting TAFE. The method would work here if you rocked up with uh, bacon and egg sangers <laughs> too. I can tell you yeah. that now. Uh, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Foddy from Tradies Insight. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate the work you do here in town and, um, and thank you for everything you do. And if anyone is, uh, is looking for, for your help, just head on down there to Welshman Street. Mm. Um, and uh, and drop in into the shed and just come have a have a chat, have a yarn. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, yeah. That's that's uh, everyone's welcome to do that. Not just tradies, everybody. Monday morning, catch up with local MP Dougal Saunders, mate. Dubbo on fire last night at the State of Origin. Maddie Burton kicking so high that um, an angel <laughs> fell and hit the ground. <laughs> it was like he was sending balls into into um, outer space, wasn't it? They were, they'll be becoming satellites at some point. <laughs> oh, what? We're not in AFL. Yeah. We're in NRL. All right. I'll just I'll just cross bring it into the game. Uh, Dubbo yeah, boys be... on fire though. Of course, Isaiah Yo yeah. as well bringing it home. It was just a good game. It really was, and it felt like uh, we were in the hunt all the way through and that's uh, something that differed from game one. Yes. Uh, and really a fantastic atmosphere in Perth, uh, an amazing stadium that's really, really high-tech and had all the, the bells and whistles. But at the end of the day, it was the game on the field that, that we needed to, to shape up, and, and we certainly did. And it was fantastic to see some local fellas having a really good game. Isaiah, of course, in game one, got knocked out in the first tackle and was, was off the field, basically. Um, had yeah. a, a fantastic game as well. But Matt Burton scored a try, just looked sensational every time he touched the ball kicking game as well so feeling good about game three in a couple of weeks time up at uh, Suncorp Stadium and I think it'll be a, a cracking game to decide the series and yeah. just so nice to see some local talent involved. Let's talk about this Varroa mite, uh, it's quite serious it's, 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 it sounds like a type of veggie mite but it's not, it's actually um, it's quite uh, detrimental to our ecosystem. Yeah it is and particularly our, our honeybees, that's what this is impacting and I guess this is both as my um, Minister for Agriculture and Western New South Wales but also as local member uh, last week, there was a detection at the port of Newcastle. We've got a couple of sentinel hives there that did a really good job in picking up um, varolmite in the area. Mm. Uh, it was then traced to a commercial beekeeper in that area as well. Um, so there's a 10-kilometre zone around the port where animals, bees are being uh, euthanised and hives destroyed, including that commercial beekeeper. We then discovered over the weekend that some of the hives from that property had also moved and are in the Trangy area. So again, a lockdown happened yesterday afternoon from 6pm. We enforced that lockdown with DPI on statewide. No movements of hives uh, at this point in time so that we can very quickly establish where else there could have been any movements of hives that could possibly contain varroa mite. Now, the good news at Trangy is none have been detected in those hives, but because they were directly from the same property, the decision's been made uh, to, to really quickly act and, and, and destroy those hives just in case. And over the next couple of days, that tracing will continue. We're trying to find out where the mite came from originally, but also where it could have travelled to. Because if we don't, uh, this is a it's about a $70 million per year impact on the honeybee industry. Wow. It is an unfortunate scenario given Australia's the, the biggest country really in the world that can claim to be varroa mite free up until this point. 
So we're trying to make sure we act very, very quickly and lock it down. What exactly is it? Just to just to clarify, is it kill the bees or does it? Yeah, look, it, it's um, it doesn't kill the bees immediately, but it's a little parasite that does attach to bees, and importantly, it attacks the larvae in the hives and then can render them um, sort of mutated. Um, it can it can make them listless or actually kill them. And over a period of years, it offend. Basically, it kills a hive very, very slowly from the inside yeah. out. So. Um, it can sometimes take a little time to recognise what's happening and that's why we've locked down very quickly after this discovery on the weekend to make sure that we do all that tracing and beekeepers know and if you're a beekeeper this morning, whether you're a hobbyist or a commercial beekeeper, the call is out to, to please do not move your hives and yep. in the meantime start doing your testing and letting us know if anything looks out of place. All right, definitely getting on to that one and uh, let's just finally wrap up with Dine and discover vouchers in what, two more days, three more days to use your vouchers if you've got some left. Yeah, exactly. And look, they've been extended a couple of times now and I think people have realised how much of a big deal they have been after uh, a couple of bouts of COVID through the, yeah. the region. Um, but they do run out. So if you haven't yet used all your vouchers, um, you know, go and go and do something with them. Look up, uh, you know, where you can use them in and around your region. Go and support a local business. Go and, um, you know, visit somewhere you haven't been for a while with a Discover voucher. They've been fantastic. Make sure you use them in the next few days before they run out on um, on June 30. Dougal Slonders, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you next week. Good to talk to you, mate. Thanks, hello. Popcorn. Chop Tops. And the latest releases. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. New movie day and with school holidays just around the corner. I'm pretty excited about this, Shane A. Bassett. My kids are pretty excited about this. The Rise of Gru, the latest Minions, uh, Despicable Me movie has dropped. It has. And uh, I kind of like the Minions. I've, I've liked them ever since the first Despicable Me movie from 2010, a few years ago now. And there have been a few sequels. And this one is a prequel. When Gru, uh, voiced by Steve Carell again, he uh, he's basically in training to become a supervillain. And the Minions, whole families can get together and laugh at this yeah. kind of stuff. They're, they're like Smurfs. You know, you can... Just watch them and, and laugh at their antics. So it's not much Carell's to say in storyline. It's a retro film, though, so it's got some good uh, good songs on the soundtrack. So kind of like the first Minions movie, not so much Despicable Me, but Minions there, when they branched off and did their own movie, yes. uh, it was very retro. I think it was, what, 70s or something? Yeah, well, this one's 80s, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got a bit of fun happening, and yeah, that's true. Minions had their own spin-off movie, so very similar to that. Steve Carell uh, has made a matter very... about plot. It doesn't matter about plot, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, not in kids' movies as much, as long as you have a good laugh. Steve Carell's made a pretty solid franchise out of this. It's a good moneymaker for him. Yeah, and it's a voiceover, so they just have to go into a, <laughs> uh, a voice booth and yep. record some words and then step out again. So, yeah. yeah, good for him, but he's very funny. Like, he gives his own little uh, traits and personality to grow, even as a kid, because yep. this is, you know, he's only young in it, I think 11 or 12 years old. How many buckets of popcorn are we giving the school holiday one for kids that's just dropped a couple of weeks before the school holidays? Uh, the Rise of Gru, the new Despicable Me movie. Just in time for school holidays, as you say, families are going to absolutely love it. Minions, The Rise of Gru gets a three and a half nice. popcorn from me. That'll be one I'll be definitely taking my kids to because they love uh, all things Minions. Uh, and for anyone who wants something a bit older and a bit more, or oh, equally as old school, I guess, the new Elvis movie drops. That's today, isn't it? That is today, after weeks and weeks of hype. Uh, it's finally in cinemas as of today. Directed by Baz Luhrmann, uh, made in Australia, up in Queensland. 
So lots of Aussies in the cast. Mm. Uh, Elvis is played by Austin Butler, who is just outstanding. He really does carry the movie, even more so than Tom Hanks. Um, but it's a good film. I mean, it's different, though. If you're a fan of Elvis Presley, don't go into it thinking it's your standard uh, biography, because it's not. Uh, okay, so not don't expect Bohemian Rhapsody or any of that kind of same no, feels. No, Definitely not, because Baz Luhrmann, you know, you, you know, Strictly Ballroom, Moulin Rouge, The Great Gatsby, you know, he has a style about him, his films, and that's no different here. So there's some classic Elvis songs. There's also some different Elvis songs, alternate versions, uh, but well, well acted all around. Austin Butler and Olivia de Jong as Priscilla Presley. She's good too. Now, I know you've been looking forward to this movie for quite a long time. You've mentioned it off air and on air a few times. How many buckets of popcorn are you going to give it? Did it pay off uh, for the anticipation, Shane? I often say don't believe the hype. And in this case, I did enjoy it, but it's very different. Um, put it that way, I'm going to give it a three because it is entertaining. Middle of the line, Shane Bassett. I was expecting you. I was, I was expecting that to win your heart over this one. No, I had high expectations, and don't get me wrong, Hello, Elvis is a good movie. It, it flashes by really fast. It's two and a half hours long, but mm. you don't know it. It's colourful. It's flamboyant. Some great acting, but uh, yeah, it's just missing something for me. And um, You'll see what I mean if you watch it. Movie analyst Shane Bassett, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up next week as we, uh, I guess, get even closer to the school holidays. Yeah, lots of kids' movies and family movies. We'll go through them all. Right now, joined by Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Uh, on the phone, we missed you last week, Trev, because you were uh, in transit to Las Vegas. I was, mate. Uh, sorry about that, but, you know, flight times just overlapped with this very important radio spot. Did, so, you, uh, did you do the drive through I Do, Get Married by Elvis, all the typical Vegas experiences? You know, I have done that twice. Uh, same woman, just renewed our vows. But, yes, we've been married. <laughs> I got married in Vegas. That's impressive. That's a really cool yeah. thing to say, though. Yes, Elvis himself was there. Yes. <laughs> so good. Well, that's what I paid for anyway. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Not sure if it was a real Elvis, but anyway. Uh, what's going on in Vegas? I, I hear you did some tech-related stuff over there. Yes, no, it was a big uh, conference from Amazon who put on this thing called ReMars. Mars stands for Machine Learning, Artificial Intelligence, Robots, and Space. Now, not the most amazing things with us everyday consumers, although some cool stuff coming with Alexa yeah. um, and, and finding out how Alexa gets smarter by all of us kind of talking to it. Um, she learns. Uh, she learns how we speak as Australians, for example, and, and learns from each other. But I was kind of distracted by uh, a thing called Orbital Reef. It was a virtual reality experience so that I could experience this, this space station that's going to be built. Now, mm. I didn't realize the International Space Station is going to be decommissioned. It's going to come plummeting to the Earth in uh, 2031 oh. in a controlled way into the um, vast expanse of the ocean. And it'll be replaced by this Orbital Reef. And the Orbital Reef will... Um, be a new low Earth orbit space station. There'll be astronauts doing science experiments and all that. But it's been built or being designed in such a way that it could allow for tourists. Could you imagine in 10 or 15 years buying a ticket for the weekend to get a couple of days in space? So, wh so when you say the orbital around, reef, you're talking about almost like a floating city more than just a space well, station. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it looks just like the International Space Station. It's compartment com uh, added to compartment. But yeah. Instead of just being all scientists, uh, one wing of the, the space station, for example, could be um, a place for me and humans like me and you uh, to go up, enjoy the curvature of the Earth, enjoy a, a sunrise and a sunset every 90 minutes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, if you went up for two days, I don't know how you'd sleep because, you know, you, you'd want to take it all in and just experience it. But 
what a phenomenal idea to, to ensure that the thing is not just commercial, but, you know, more and more people get experience space. Oh, I love the idea. I just think yeah. it's phenomenal, and I think that I hope I come across a few million dollars because <laughs> no doubt it'll be very expensive as well. <laughs> well, it's kind of, those, you know, one of the best things about staying in a hotel, waking up on a Saturday morning, and maybe if it's, you've got a beach view or an earth view, having your bacon and eggs and watching the whole yeah. planet. Imagine being the housekeeper up there. <laughs> Fair job, just cleaning up after people, but yeah, yeah. you know, seeing seeing Earth every day from space. Your living quarters would be pretty small, I'd I'd, I'd assume. <laughs> I don't think you need much much given you can float around in zero gravity. Yeah. So yeah, I just I found it fascinating, and uh, I think that people will um, will be excited by the fact that you know there's there's this new frontier for all of us. Hey, so going from space uh, back to our everyday pocket computers, Nokia is still making phones. I didn't realise they were. They are um, about. Four or five years ago, they started uh, tickling away at this, and uh, I think they're doing very well. But Australia's a tough market to crack. And so while they've got great products, uh, great cameras, great design, great screens, all that stuff, um, they really have found a tough to crack the market. So I think this new one we've been playing with, the G21, is a smart move because it's it's low price, so $299. So let's call it $300. It has a three-year warranty, which I think gives peace of mind to people that might be concerned. Um, it has three years of security updates, which means it's not going to get hacked or anything like that in, in three years. That's all good. And it has a three-day battery life. So like, it ticks a lot of boxes for yeah. a $300 phone, and I think that is appealing to a lot of people. If you've still got a four- or five- or six-year-old phone, and you don't need to spend $1,500 to, to replace your phone, you can you replace it with something like this, get a good experience, and have that peace of mind for three years. So I think a smart move from Nokia with the G21. Any phone that lasts more than a day is a good phone in my book. Exactly. <laughs> Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Welcome back to Australia. Pleasure, mate. Talk to you next week. And uh, joined by Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton on the phone right now. Uh, Mark, you were in Dubbo earlier this week. You were at uh, South Dubbo Public. Yes, yeah, so um, ca- catching up with uh, South Dubbo Public and uh, up at Macquarie Homestay for the same reason. They were recipients of grants to plant trees to commemorate the Queen's um, Jubilee, uh, 70 years on the throne. And uh, so over at South Dubbo, they're going to uh, uh, plant some trees that were actually, they lost because of the, the big fire they yeah. had up there last year. And um, and also some more shade trees around the playground. So uh, great to, to have a look at that. Caught up with the, uh, the principal over there. And uh, then up at Macquarie Homestay, they're going to uh, put a, a, a row of trees right around the perimeter of their property, about 450 metres of of trees, I think it's 119 or something like that. Uh, trees going in, so uh, yeah, it's a great way for to commemorate, um, you know, the Queen's Jubilee. They're yeah. a living memorial, and, uh, um, and and it's a great opportunity for the community to get involved as well to uh, to you know to plant something that's going to make a permanent difference. I think trees are an unbelievable way of um, yeah, <laughs> celebrating a legacy. I like you, you know, you sit down on a park bench or something. There's a plaque on a park bench or a plaque on a tree. I just think it's great, and it provides shade, especially in the schoolyard. Kids will be uh, sitting under those hot summer days, plenty of years to come, and want to know the history of them. Uh, that's exactly right. You know, they probably a lot of those kids at South, uh, you know, of the, of the age that they probably won't have a, a real memory of the Queen like uh, like we do. Yeah, and uh, so uh, it will be a sort of a, 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 a I guess a memorial of a time uh, that's passed by. So yeah, yeah no, I think it's a great idea. Uh, let's talk about Ralph Naden. Yeah, so uh, was really thrilled. I uh, was invited up to Balladoran, which is you know, about half an hour out of town up towards Kilgandra, where uh, uh, Uncle Ralph Naden has, uh, uh, at his own place, uh, runs a facility to, to help really uh, 
disadvantaged kids, uh, yeah. kids that might be running off the rails a bit. Uh, not 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 just those sort of kids, but but you know he's mentored a lot of young kids over the years, and so uh, we're up there to open up a new shed that uh, they've built up there where he can uh, uh, not only can kids sort of um, camp out, but they can uh, uh, they're doing lessons in language, uh, yeah. their, their culture, and things like that. So Ralph's a great guy. You know, many people in Dubbo would have seen Ralph and uh, and, and his band of kids. Uh, you know, it's quite often they'll do a. Uh, a dancing ceremony as part of the Welcome to Country or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was really, really a, a nice uh, a thing to do and, and catch up with Ralph and a lot of people from around the area. So a bit of a drop-in shed hangout zone for the local kids. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll bring kids up from Dubbo that uh, might be, you know, stepping outside the law a bit and uh, he'll, he'll sort of take them out on country and uh, spend some time and, and sort of, you know, explain the, uh, the facts of life, if you like, in a yeah. different way. And, uh, and and he's had pretty good results as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, there you go, Mark yeah. Colton. You're a busy yeah. man. You're always out and about doing stuff. I better not hold you up too much, but uh, what are you up to no. today? I'm in frosty Canberra today, so... Uh, Apparently minus five yesterday morning. Yeah, so uh, down <laughs> here... Uh, I'm in Parliament House, so it's not too bad here, but uh, down helping out with uh, the new members that are coming in, so it's sort of like orientation uh, week this week, and so yeah. uh, as uh, as the party whip, I'm down here catching up with some of the new members and... Uh, just explaining uh, to well, all the new members actually uh, some of the procedures and uh, what they need to look out for as they become effective members of Parliament. Well, there you go. Well, Mark Colton, you're a busy man. I'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for your time this week, and we'll catch up next time. Thanks, Hello. Good to chat. <laughs>